I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. One of our missions is to positively impact one billion people. The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. How's it, human rights evangelists? Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa. On today's show, we're going to be chatting to Alex Gladstein, who is the head of the Human Rights Foundation, as well as in charge of putting together an incredible event called the Oslo Freedom Forum for the last 11 years. Alex is a great friend, an incredible thinker, and has just recently written a book called The Little Bitcoin Book. This book talks about why Bitcoin is going to be the savior for the future of finance and the future of money. It really talks about how Bitcoin is also immutable and unbreakable and hasn't been corrupted. And as Alex believes, is the future of money and good governance. So take a listen and I really hope you enjoy. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our main collaboration partner is the Development Bank of Southern Africa who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner. The DBSA has a massive focus on how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications, technology, water and energy and have some incredible projects you'll be hearing about in a few months. Our global partner Deloitte is also a country partner with us and we have been building an amazing relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. Working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Next is our strategic partner, who is also a country partner and has been on this journey with us for the last three years, MTN. MTN is Africa's largest mobile network and is leading the way in communications, bringing data and communication to millions of South Africans and Africans. Our next strategic partner is ABSA. ABSA is one of Africa's major financial service providers offering business and personal banking, corporate and investment banking, wealth and investment management, and bank assurance. They are focused on Africanacity and align with our mission to hashtag future-proof Africa. ABSA believe the need to improve access to technology and educate everyone so they can fully benefit from the opportunities that open up. Welcome back. And today on Exponential Africa, we are very fortunate to have Mr. Alex Gladstein, who is the CSO of the Human Rights Foundation, which also puts on an incredible event we've collaborated on called the Oslo Freedom Forum. He is a guest lecturer at Singularity University and a prolific speaker on the future of money. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. You've just recently written this article about the future of money Mm -hmm. and how you know, Bitcoin is going to revolutionize our lives. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, my background is in political science and in studying governments and democracy and dictatorship. And for me, it starts with looking at the idea that decentralization has been a really positive force for humans in this world when it comes to government. We all used to live under a dictator at some point, a king, a military thug, a lord. We all had these t- hierarchical top-down systems. 
And 2,600 years ago in ancient Greece, this guy Cleisthenes came up with an idea that we should be ruled by rules, not by rulers. And over the last two millennia, we've been tinkering with this idea of democracy ruled by the people. It's quite and a long time, eh? It's been an extraordinary event because now half the world lives under a decentralized government. And if you stack up the top decentralized governments in the world, ranging from Norway to Switzerland to Japan to Korea, and put them next to the, the least decentralized, meaning the most centralized governments in the world, like China and Saudi Arabia and North Korea and Cuba, the results are pretty clear about where you want to live. Whether you care about innovation or business uh, or, or free markets or whether you care about social justice and literacy rates and life expectancies, you want to live in the decentralized societies. So the main question is, does that also apply for knowledge and does that also apply for money? It definitely applies for knowledge. That's what the internet is. That's the revolution the internet brought us, was that a small group of people could no longer control all the news. It used to be just governments and companies that would control the things that we could say and see and publish, and now the internet has smashed that completely, and everybody can have a voice, and everybody can learn, and everybody can, on their phone, have the entire sum of human knowledge in their pocket. So now we have money, the sort of last frontier. Can we decentralize money? And we're in the middle of a 10-year experiment so far where someone, some group of people named Satoshi Nakamoto came up with this remarkable idea of Bitcoin, which is a money system that nobody controls. So the question is, you know, will it have the same positive effects on mankind as democracy and the internet? And I believe the answer is yes. So it's so interesting what you're saying because a lot of, there's so much skepticism around Bitcoin and blockchain at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's become, it's the crypto winter that yeah. we're currently facing. Yeah. You know, whereas a year ago, it was, it was the hottest thing, the hottest topic uh, around. So why are you so bullish about this? Well, well you should be careful, all right? Um, there are a lot of scams out there, a lot of fraud. Uh, I think most projects in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space are either uh, anywhere from useless to not very useful to outright scams, uh, almost all of them. So be really careful. Um, most ICOs, were done to raise money and then leave people with these useless digital tokens. It was a massive theft in so many different ways. Um, but don't let it cloud over the, the real revolution here, which is Bitcoin, which is decentralization of money. Um, I think you can expect a lot of volatility over the next 5, 10, 20 years in this area. Uh, Bitcoin is not a deflationary, uh, rather it's not an inflationary currency. So if we have a lot of demand for it, we can't just print more. Yeah. Um, it's, its monetary policy is predetermined and transparent for the next 120 years. We know exactly how much money is going to be distributed into the system every time, right? At every year, at every point. So it's not something that some dictator or king can just say, oh, like, the economy's doing real, really well right now, let's print some more money. You can't do that with Bitcoin. So it's, it's kind of like a very new concept for us, um, a lot more similar to the technology industry. You think about these apps that you have, that you run on phones and laptops, right? And yes. these pieces of equipment. Yes. We know they're going to decrease in value every year. It's a deflationary system, but we still buy them. So I think that we're gonna learn how to cope with this uh, deflationary currency, and it's gonna really help the poorest of the poor and the most vulnerable in the world. It's more about looking at this thing of decentralized money as, as a concept more like decentralized knowledge or decentralized government. I mean, it's gonna be a massive experiment that takes a long time to pan out. Yes. Um, the fact that we've gone so far in 10 years is actually amazing. Uh, how does it actually help democracy, this decentralization? In my view, the key part of democracy is the way that there are checks and balances that prevent anyone or one group from having too much power, right? So if we shift to a digital 
centralized financial model where banks and governments have total control over all of our money, that's going to kill democracy. So Bitcoin is absolutely essential for the survival of what we know, what we know as like democracy. As, as money becomes cashless, you have yeah. to have, actually have it. Yeah, we're at the we're at the dawn of the surveillance age and of the cashless world. So this is where Bitcoin has just miraculously appeared, uh, and and we need to like build on it, and we need to make it better. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. It's software. It's evolving all the time. It has been upgraded hundreds of times. It's not some static old thing that doesn't move. It can be upgraded, and it will be upgraded, and you can build things on top of it, just like the internet. You know, the most amazing thing is when people deride or criticize or mock Bitcoin, they're they're gonna find themselves on the same posters and his history textbooks in the future as the people who said, the phone's not gonna work, the airplane's not gonna work, the car, what a joke, the, the internet, what a failure, computer. the computer, no one's gonna use those. Um, you have to look back time over these fundamental technologies. There's always a first 10 to 15 year period where people are like, that's not gonna work. So most people are part of that class and they just haven't really figured it out. But the cool part is today, you can be part of the class that knows what's going on. And here's the cool part. You, can, you don't have to go to Harvard or be a VC um, or have a 30-year career in finance to be part of the next financial revolution. Anybody can join Bitcoin today. You can just look it up online. It's free. Anyone can access it. You don't need a passport or an ID. You don't need to pay to use it. It's completely open and permissionless. No, thank you very much. Very, very interesting to, to hear your thoughts. And, and it's very exciting. I'm going to go out and actually go buy some more Bitcoin now. Well, I, would, I always tell people, Is it passed in, down? invest in Bitcoin, but not your money, your time. Become educated, okay? You have right now a moment in time where you can be that person at your group, in your company, at your school, in your newspaper. You can become the expert on this thing that's going to be the next big thing. So let's do it right now. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, and my make pleasure. Sure if, you, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and look out for our next episode, Exponential Africa. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Gladstein and our work at the Human Rights Foundation at uh, HRF on Twitter. So I really hope you enjoyed that. Alex is a phenomenal human being. Make sure to get out and get his book, The Little Bitcoin Book, if you want to understand what is happening in the real world of Bitcoin and the future of money. Make sure to go out and get it. I hope you like this episode. Subscribe and like our page. Hope you have a great day. Thanks and keep smiling.